Welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Evan Van Busicum, and our guest today is Cody Mills, the editor of the Cattle Business Weekly. It's really great to have you here. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to, to visit with us. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Now, do you mind taking a quick moment and just kind of telling our listeners how and when the Cattle Business Weekly newspaper began? Yeah, so it started back in 2005, but ahead of that, Donnie Letty and Don Ravalette, two businessmen here in South Dakota. Donnie Letty's a cattleman and Charlotte breeder, and then Don Ravalette has community newspapers in western South Dakota. They kind of got together and brainstormed about creating um, an agricultural newspaper. They felt there was a little bit of a need for another paper in the in the state and in the region. And so that was born in 2005 then was when we first started publishing in August of 2005. And they really, they just kind of joined their interests of cattle and that community newspaper background. And then later on, Donnie Letty would go on to be the the sole owner of the publication and be the publisher. And so he still owns the, the paper today. He and his family just were a small family business here in South Dakota. So that kind of leads me into my next curiosity. Who makes up all the staff? Is it really that family or and yourself or how does that work? So we do have some family on with us. So Donnie, obviously, and then Kate and Letty, he works as a sales staff in Ringman. And then Kiara Letty writes for us as well. And the rest of it is not family, but we're still, a lot of us have been in the Cattle Business Weekly for several years. So it kind of starts to feel like family after a while. But So we have Jim Scheel and Ryan Castile here in South Dakota that work as ringmen and sales reps for us. Tony Hines is up in North Dakota. Andy Rust is a longtime livestock representative. He's over in Montana. Jay Carlson handles all of our commercial sales for us. He's actually based out in Kansas. And then in our office there in Philip, the people that help put the paper together every week, it's Courtney Gibbs, Rachel Gartner, Ashley uh, Frankfurt. Tina Slavic, and then we have an intern this year, Hope Lund is our summer intern. She's out of Montana, and she's uh, off of a cattle operation there, so she's been interning this summer. And then on the editorial side of things, it's me and then our contributing editor, Kendra Gordon, and then we rely on some longtime freelance writers. We've got some great writers that we've used through the years, so Connie Group, Troy Smith, Amy Bloom, and there's, those are probably some bylines that people would be familiar with. So what is the objective of the newspaper? Well, when it first started, it was kind of replicated off of the Wall Street Journal. We kind of wanted it to have a business feel to it where, you know, there's some market information, but yet there's some production information for cattle producers to kind of know about the latest trends and technology and equipment and or genetics that's happening. And so we really want it to be something that anybody could pick up and read and get something out of it that could maybe help them on their operation and help make their bottom line, you know, a little bit more stable or viable going into the future. That's probably one of the prime benefits of being a subscriber or reader of the, the newspaper is taking those lessons and those examples and applying it to your operation to kind of, like you said, make your bottom line a little more viable or, or robust. Are there any other benefits that maybe you should or could, I should say, entice readers to your publication? Well, we do keep up, you know, we're we're kind of a small town feel of a newspaper, but we still cover national topics. So, you know, if anything, USDA, Farm Bill, you know, we have a lot of farm policy coverage that goes into our newspaper. So we kind of like to keep producers aware of what's happening, you know, legislatively. That way they can be up in front of that. And if they need to be talking to their ag organizations, they have some talking points to kind of help them that way, too. 
a lot of it is just keeping consumers, I guess, aware of what's happening. We do a lot of, I should say, producers aware of what's happening with consumers. So we have a lot of like, what's food trends? You know, where is beef in the in the meal plate? You know, what's the percentage? We we like to have people know what's happening as far as the whole scheme of things from pasture to plate. You know, we kind of producers can kind of get wrapped up in doing their own thing on the farm and ranch with their production every day, but it's kind of nice to be able to bring back to them each week, hey, this is what consumers are, are thinking, this is what they are wanting out of their product. How do we, as producers, help make that happen? So if, if somebody wanted to read your newspaper, I'm guessing you have a print option, but do you navigate and, and kind of put those into social media as well? Or how do you guys navigate that in the current day and age where a lot of people, myself included, I mean, I do a lot of reading of, of articles on my phone. You know, social media is, we have found not to worry about it. You know, some people say, well, everything's online. Well, yes, but no. I think print publications kind of have a staying power to them. You know, they're kind of part of a family's culture. And um, you'll find newspaper clippings, you know, in the keepsake boxes and in the scrapbooks versus a printout of Facebook. Oh, I'm going to cough. Sorry, guys. We do use both social media. We have a website. We have our print edition. And we do like to use social media to be able to get out those stories that we have in our print paper. You know, we do have our digital edition online that people can go to. We link everything together. And so we kind of make it easy for people to digest the news. We also offer audio articles. So if you're sitting in your tractor or your feed truck, you can pull us up on, you know, iTunes or Spotify or however you like to listen to your podcast. And usually there's like a playlist there. It's not a true podcast. They're just audio articles, but they play in the format of what you would see in a podcast. What are some projects or events that you might have coming up regarding the newspaper? Or is there anything on the horizon? So along with our newspaper that we put out weekly, we also have a catalog design portion to Cattle Business Weekly. So we do a lot of designing of like production sale catalogs. Okay. So right now we're doing a couple of horse sale and fall sale catalogs. And then we will get into our really big fall herd reference fan magazine here in August. And so that's a beast of a project, but we love it. So it's a 200-page glossy magazine that we do as a supplement to our weekly newspaper. And it's one of those that has you know, a ton of content in it, a lot of um, really good advertisers in it. And it's one of those publications that's going to sit on the coffee table year round. Guys will read it, you know, fall and into the winter. And so we really uh, take great pride in, in creating it. And it has the top 10 industry leaders in it. We select 10 individuals every year that we think are kind of movers and shakers in the industry. And we do profile pieces on them. What would you say is probably the best kept secret about the Cattle Business Weekly newspaper? I would say best kept secret is that most of us on staff are farmers and ranchers ourselves. So um, we're kind of, the things that we put in print and the things that we're covering and reporting on, everything that goes into the paper each week is kind of done through the view of us being involved in production agriculture ourselves. This morning I was out helping my husband irrigate and we're haying right now. You know, I helped my daughter with her 4-H chicken and each one of us on staff could say what we do through the week on our own operations. And I think that makes us unique because it gives us a kind of a, a better viewpoint sometimes of what 
those in cattle country really are feeling and what some of their concerns really are and how certain legislation does affect the pocketbook of a cattle producer. And so I think that brings it all down to a level that we can distill information and really make it applicable to cattle producers so they can understand what's happening, so they can take that. And like I said, you know, with that kind of Wall Street Journal feel, really be able to say, okay, what does this look like in our business model? How does this impact us? How do we need to change something? How do we not change something? Do we stay the course? And just we are egg families, you know, we're we're all agricultural. And so we are a small family operation that's working for other egg families. Is there anything else, uh, Cody, that you think that listeners should know about the newspaper? We like to interact with our readers and whether they find us online or our hard news copy. We want to know the topics that they want us to report on. We want to know what's happening in their area. On our website, cattlebusinessweekly.com, we do have a little like submission button area that they can submit news to us. And so we're always looking for great feature article ideas. There's a, a rancher in your area that's doing great things. We, we really like articles like that. But you just have a cattle pen show that you want to have news and information about or results from. We like that stuff too. We cover everything from small local stuff to the national news. So we really like to cover it all and give kind of a diverse news coverage. We have commercial cow-calf guys, seed stock, yearling operators, and feedlot guys reading our publication. And so each week we try to put something in there for each one of those little segments of our industry just so everybody's kind of informed and feel like our newspaper kind of caters to to them a little bit. Um, And one other fall project that we start working on in November is um, the Black Hills Stock Show Livestock Guide. We've been privileged the last few years to have the official guide from the Black Hills Stock Show. And so we put together that glossy magazine for them as well. And so it's always something that takes some man hours to do, but it's also, you know, a great privilege to be able to do that and to work with the stock show. So we really appreciate their partnership. Well, sounds good. Thank you so much, Cody, for taking time out of your busy day to, to share that information with our listeners and myself and uh, we'd love to have you on uh, any other time if you have anything coming up specifically feel free to give us a holler i'm sure our listeners would be excited to to learn more yes thank you and thank you to our listeners for uh taking the time to to listen to us today and if you didn't find this interview podcast helpful hopefully you at least found it interesting mm-hmm.